0: Aloha and welcome to the podcast, "Throwing Up Rainbows." Good girl. Dirty secret. I invite you in to get lost in story. You are welcome here with my dirty little secrets. You're welcome here, exactly as you are, and all your brilliant, beautiful fucked upness, as you shine and as you crawl towards the light. In today's episode, we're going to talk story with my mom about her experience of my eating disorder as a teen. We'll discuss how she finally knew I had an eating disorder, how she became defensive when approached about it, and how deep down, all moms may hold a heavy responsibility as though their teen's disorder is a direct reflection of them as a parent. Let's dive in. That's my mom. Like my dad, she didn't really know exactly when my eating disorder started, but slowly it became noticeable. Like my dad, she also thought my eating disorder was a teenage phase. But it seems as though both of them had trouble accepting that there was something awry with me because somehow it meant something about them as parents. When did you first know that I had an eating disorder?
1: Actually, you were modeling and everything at the time and I, I really didn't know that you were losing so much weight but i really noticed your eating habits had totally changed um, when i would make meals it was like i was making for four different people it was like you're eating you would want you were almost like vegan and I was trying to cook things that were for you that you would eat. And I was just trying to do the best I could and we didn't know why. We just figured it was teens going through their stages of, you know, eating different things. Um I think um a real realization was when you were playing I believe it was volleyball at the time, and the coach came up to me and said, I think your daughter has a, um, I don't know if she actually said eating disorder, but she said, I think she really has a problem. And I got mad at her.
0: Uh, I actually never knew that she said that to you.
1: So I was just like, yeah, well, you know, she's fine. And I, I got really, really mad. How come? Because I think you want your... You don't want someone telling a parent that something's wrong with their kid. You know, I think I, I think that's with anything. You know, if someone comes up and says, I think your kid has ADD or, or whatever, some type of disorder, I think you set up a defense mecha- mecha- mechanism like, no, no way, they're fine. So that... Threw me off. Then I started looking into more and started looking at things with you and stuff. Then we knew, Dad, Dad and I knew that you definitely had a problem. How did you know for sure? Well, you would go every time you ate. You would run into the bathroom, and we have a tiny, tiny, manini house. (laughs) And it's like you can't really get away from anybody in it. It's not like you can go on the other side of the house and use the bathroom. But every time you ate, you would go into the bathroom. But we didn't hear any throwing up. We didn't hear anything. So we were like, she's fine. You know, she's just going to the bathroom after she eats. Um, And then um, she would go for a walk after she ate. So we were putting things together. And then we were noticing, like, this definitely isn't right. Notice how my mom subconsciously switched over here. She then
0: began to jump back and forth, referring to me as her or she as though we were having a conversation about someone else outside the room. This is a perfect defense mechanism in play. As my mom talked about, she got mad when the coach approached her. No parent wants to think they're held at fault or that their child has something wrong with them. The wording my mom uses can create emotional distance from something that's still a raw spot. Parents do their best, and my mom tried in the way she knew how to at that time.
1: I really, really tried to help you I would buy I know you had basketball practice and all these practices and um, sometimes you'd say yeah it's too hot at school to go to the lunchroom and eat the lines are long I have to get to class and I don't know if those are just excuses but I would bring you food I would I mean pack delicious food i would get nutritional smoothies and then i'd go and look for you and they'd be her friends would be like oh kristen's over there she's she's down in the gym and i was like oh okay and she would be down in the gym alone so i would sit there in the locker room yeah and she would be alone and i was like kristen what are you doing she goes oh i'm just waiting you know like i don't know before practice starts or something and um I would drink smoothies and all these good things. And she'd be like, oh, thanks, Mom. And then she probably drank it or ate it and then just threw it up. And I think of like, I mean, this is a stupid thing to say, but I was like, I spent so much money on these nutritional things and food. And I would send her lunch every day to school. And I think it just all got backed up, you know. And does that make you sad or angry I mean no it's just it I mean it's not even the money or anything
2: like that it's like the time and effort I put in to try to make things better
0: hmm
2: and nothing was working so my husband and I um, found a
1: therapist I didn't open up to the therapist
2: at all <laughs>
1: At that
0: time, I felt that my eating disorder was the one thing that was mine. And there was no way that anyone was going to take it away from me. Why an eating disorder over something else?
1: Doing drugs, hanging out with different people. Why why do you think I I
0: chose that specific thing?
1: Because you could control it. Like, we we brought you up to believe that drinking was bad, drugs are bad. You know what I mean? Like, uh, my husband would always say, nothing good comes out of drugs and drinking you know mm-hmm. so you were brought up you know in a um, christian household knowing that those things weren't good and you were such a good girl i mean always a good girl never did anything wrong never overstepped the boundaries i don't know about that but <laughs> well and, and that we knew of okay. that we yeah. knew of until you i mean we when you were younger yeah, yeah. all the way until you got to Punahou. and we wanted you guys to sort of spread your wings but you didn't it's like, go out there, date, go out there, do this. And, and you didn't. But you guys knew right from wrong. And I think it was just, I, I don't even know when it changed. I don't know if it was the modeling. I don't know if it was the school. Um, I don't know if it was the kids teasing you. But it just it just started. It was like it just started and then it just snowballed where we didn't even... We didn't even know what to do and that's when we finally got you help. But maybe it was a wake up call for your counsellors to say that to me. For to me. You know, deep down. Did other people say stuff to you after the volleyball lady? Mm mm. So nobody else, no other parents, ever, no other friends. No, I don't you? ever remember even our friends or anything saying. Kristen looks really thin. Actually I do remember someone saying it and I don't know who it was, um, I think someone did say at one time, yeah, Kristen looks pretty thin or something. I don't, I don't know if it was, uh, I don't know who it was actually,
0: but... Was your response always to sort of rustle them off? Yeah. Yeah. All these things were true. I was a good little girl. I was modeling. People at school did tease me about having a big butt and gave me the nickname Booty. I fucking hated that name but I had no skills to confront the girls about it and stand up for myself. And I was in a new school and I wanted to fit in. And while all those are true, they were just the surface things of the eating disorder, but it's what parents can see and pinpoint. Still, for parents, there's a sharp lingering fear that their teen's eating disorder may
1: be their fault.
0: Because what what does it say about you if I'm not fine? Um,
1: Like how did did you feel? Maybe I felt like I'm a good mom. I've done everything I could to be a good mom. Is this a reflection
2: on me that this has happened to her? You know,
1: yeah.
0: Can you say more about that? Because I feel like a lot of parents will probably connect to that,
2: yeah, cause um when your kids, you raise your kids the best you can in every situation. and I was truly blessed to have two kids that were normal, that were healthy, that were just great. And I put my whole
1: life into them because I wanted to. It wasn't like, um, I mean, I had a life, my husband and I, but had children were everything. So we did everything together. We camped, we went on vacations together. Everything we did was a family. Mm -hmm. So when this was happening, it was almost like the family was being broken up. My husband and I were arguing over it. How um, were you arguing?
0: Can you say a little bit more about the dynamic between the two of you at that time?
1: I don't think... I mean, it wasn't like verbal arguing. I think we were both like at our wits' ends. It was like we were both hurt. Like, wow, what do we do, you know? And we, I don't think, realize how bad this could be that people could die from it, you know? So
0: you didn't think I was going to die?
1: No, okay. no. I just felt you were sick. You were going through something that, you know, we'll bring it to a therapist. We'll, and then when we started researching it more, when I did, I realized it's a real head trip thing. It's a real mental thing that you really have to um, say to yourself, I have a real problem. I need help.
0: Eating disorders are a winding road, but recovery starts when we admit that we need help. If we hold the disorder so tightly as our secret, as our thing, Recovery can take a long time.
2: It just went on for way too long. And you didn't deserve it. And then, as a mom, you you second-guess yourself. It's like I thought I did everything right. (laughs) And sorry. No, i not be sorry. And I just thought I was there for you. And I wasn't really. I mean, I brought you food. I i mean, I made an effort. As soon as I'd finished work, I'd think in my head the whole time working, what can I bring her? What can I do to help her eat something healthy that she'll get better again? She'll gain some weight and not would sit with you, and it was just sad, because <laughs> I didn't know what else to do.
0: My parents thought that they'd send me to a therapist and I'd get better, but they didn't seek any support for themselves.
1: Even myself and my husband, we never went to groups or anything. It would have been nice to sit in a group and talk with others, like, what is your daughter doing now? Or what is your son doing? Or, because it's males too. I mean, males go through this too. And, and, and that's a stigma too, because everybody thinks it's a lot of them think it's females. And there's so many males now that are going through this that people don't even know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I would say um, sit down with your daughter or your son, Mm -hmm. and just say, I know this is really hard. I don't know what you're going through, but we can not help you. We're going to have to seek other help to help you to get through this. And research therapists, you know? What I heard over and
0: over in my mom's interview was the sadness that still lingers like a ghost and the unanswered fear like a whisper. Was this somehow my fault? In all eating disorders, there are family dynamics, which is why family therapy is a great resource. But there's no fault. My parents clearly love me. And as I've said before, we're all doing our best. Yeah,
2: I yeah. guess that's all. I love you. I love you, too.
0: <laughs> Aw, my mom. I'm Zizo and this is Throwing Up Rainbows. Stay tuned for the next episode, where I'll tell you what I learned while interviewing my parents, and I'll share the extra secret conversations we had, including the questions they most wanted to ask me about my eating disorder. Till then. This episode was written and produced by me, Zizo Galante, with audio production and scoring by Carlos Sepulveda.